46 of Frameskip, another video game podcast to add to your growing backlog of podcast episodes. I'm your host this week. My name is George Cam Newton, probably gone in free agency Loftus, joining me today through the magic of ones and zeros on the finest cable that Comcast and Spectrum have decided to cheap out on. We've got Seth. Oh, God, I can't even think of a cute nickname for you. Seth Legobeard Slakehouse. Hey! Uh, don't insult my beard. No, that Lego beard. <laughs> Lego beard's not an insult it's because it looks like such like a perfect beard that it just looks you, like it's. Plastic. We talked about this last time, where uh, like my beard's so good that it's bad, and then I'm like, how do I fix that? And I can't. <laughs> <laughs> so I've, I purposefully stop fixing my beard. I've slept on it for like a week. Your beard. I've slept on your beard for a week. Okay. I'm, I'm back in the camp that it's 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 great. I don't, oh, think, awesome. I, don't, I don't think it's too great that it's awkward anymore. I think it's just perfectly great. Thank you. So I screwed this side up a little bit. As you can tell, it's a little thinner up here. I'm regrowing it in, but this side, this side's still going strong. Oh Perfect my god, lines. picturesque! It looks like it's lines. carved out of marble. Yeah, I, it might be. Joining us also from the winter wonderland of El Paso, Texas, we've got Kyle, the coach Newman, trying to grow mine out. I have about four more weeks that I could have this crusty old beard and then i gotta start shaving it again but i don't think i'll ever achieve Seth's um status of beard growing do you want me to send you some of my blood yes <laughs> is that like that? a is that a topical treatment or do you have to drink it <laughs> you, you just rub it all over your face you have to sacrifice blood. it yeah. it is topical all right yeah cool. All right. And also joining us through magical internet tubes that none of us fully understand. We've got Austin Eller. I panicked. I couldn't What's think of What's my nickname, George? Uh, Austin. You better have one. Austin Four Eyes Eller. That's, that's awful. What? That's what? A, oh, no. I, I hate that's, you. That's, that's wow. online bullying. Oh, no. I cyberbullied it. Cyberbullying. <laughs> That'll get you thrown in jail in the UK. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's get you, it'll get you a job there. at Disney, though. <laughs> hey, I'm going to Disney World in May. First week of May. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty excited. Are, I'm gonna build a lightsaber. Are you concerned? No, no, nope. Okay, I didn't even know they were open. To be honest with you, oh yeah, they've been open since like August, yeah. uh, April. Wow. Yeah, they were only shut down for like a month. I'm not concerned whatsoever, to be honest with you. But you're going to the – are you Disney World or Disneyland? Disney World, bud. Disney World. Okay. So – It's not that different than like going to anywhere else. They, no, you no, have no, to no, wear no, masks no. all times. They're I'm not like even worried about that. I'm, I'm not talking like, about that. I'm but, just talking about their Star Wars attraction. Have you seen some of the videos of it? Yeah, it looks awesome. Really? You think so? Uh, yeah, I do. dude. It looks yeah. amazing. I think it looks uh, awesome. Yeah, I can't wait. I don't know. So Coach Star you know Wars how, and you are, like, Coach G. I might, I might get thrown out of the park because when I ignite my lightsaber the first time, I'll probably go full mast. Like, <laughs> do you understand? <laughs> I mean, well, it's yeah, because the light, the lightsaber extends. I mean, it's yeah. no, I'm talking about my penis, Austin. <laughs> That's an edit, probably right, Austin. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> penis is a scientific word. I mean, he's right technically. <laughs> Technically, he's right. I don't. I don't. It's not like I said. Maybe, 
Okay. <laughs> I like that as soon as it says Austin, every size, time I swear I'll send you five dollars, I stop swearing and Seth is just God, it's like Well yeah, it's like somebody has to be on this show that's just making vulgar comments constantly. <laughs> there has to be someone. It's like it's like the uh what's the the law of matter where it it can't be destroyed? Like Somebody has to be here doing it. Yeah, that's right. Listen, and, I feel like I I knew, normally do it unless I do it just to frustrate you, which just happened. So I'll be all right. He's right I mean, though. He's, Penis is a science word, so you can't get that mad. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, science, uh, Seth, what have you and your penis been playing? Don't push him. Don't push him, George. You might snap. <laughs> uh, I'm the host this week. I have all the power. <laughs> I've been playing uh, as is, as is usual. Uh, a lot of Final Fantasy 14. My a couple of my buddies got into it, and we've been playing. Uh, good good buddy Pedro is just about to hit Heaven's Ward. I'm super jealous. He gets to experience that for the first time. Um, and my other my other buddy Watson, he is almost to Heaven's Ward. So that, that that's pretty cool. Pretty exciting for those guys. I've been hoping them out because I'm literally the best tank in Final Fantasy 14. So like, like, imagine a really good tank and then double it. That's what I am. Oh my god, you're double tank. I'm double tank. Yeah. Holy buckets. Uh, other than that, I downloaded a game called Moonlighter. Oh yeah. Um, it's, it's 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 the game where you're a shopkeep and you go into the dungeon at night and sell your items during the day. And I just I started that. I love the art style. It's yeah. pretty cool. And I played a little bit of uh, Trails of Cold Steel 2 with Pedro. I got to jump back into that game, man. The thing is with Trails of Cold Steel 2 and all the Trails of Cold Steel games is they are 100 plus JR, 100 plus hour JRPGs. And yeah. they go in a series. So, like, imagine the Persona games, but they all connect and all tell one cohesive story. That's the Trails of Cold Steel series. <laughs> and it's, like, really frustrating because um, I, don't I feel think like I could do it. Yeah, it's 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 pretty rough, man. Because the games are super good and super rewarding, except for the first one, which you have to play through to get to the second one. So, like, the first one is ninety hours of a really slow world building slog, and it's it's like not it's hard for me to recommend going into the Trails of Cold Steel series because you literally waste ninety hours of your life to get to the good part. But hey, I'm in the good part now, so I got I guess gotta finish it out. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, there's this really That's good TV it. show. It's called Law and Order. The first 15 seasons are a little rough, but then season 16 is where <laughs> exactly. it really picks up steam. <laughs> exactly. It's like, when people, it's like when people tell me to start watching One Piece, and I'm like, there no. is, I'm 900 episodes behind. I can't do it. I just don't understand how people start watching One Piece these days. Like, I know several people that have done it, and I'm like, what? I just, why would you do that to yourself? I remember when our, our boy Elijah was going to start watching One Piece and he had it all planned out. He's like, all I have to do is watch five episodes a day for a year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Elijah. Two and a half a- hours watching it every single day. Okay. Yeah. Is it an anime? Yeah. Yes. Is it a and good anime? Uh, people seem to love it. I don't like the art style and I don't like the theme. So it's, it'd be what hard year did it come out? Like, what? The last like 20 years, it has been okay. coming out still. It, it was, guess, it, came, it started out. coming out yeah. around the same time as Dragon Ball Z. Like, it was, it was part of the OG Shonen lineup. And it's about a pirate who ate a fruit that makes his limbs really stretchy. He yeah. ate the gummy fruit. And his name's Luffy. So, real quick, you said you've been playing Final Fantasy 14. And today, my kids were testing all day. So, it was kind of not, it wasn't chill, but it was kind of chill, right? I didn't have to teach. I was doing all admin crap. But, anyways, 
I was on no clip because I wanted some background stuff Atta going. Boy, yes. And yes. he did uh there's like a two or three part special. He went over to Japan yes. and filmed a Final Fantasy 14 documentary. And that documentary is incredible, coach, and I really recommend you watch it. Okay. Because the the story of the death and rebirth of Final Fantasy 14 is the greatest story in all of gaming history. All video game development history. I, not, okay. I was, was going to clarify if it was yeah. the story or the actual work behind the story. I mean, the story of Final Fantasy fourteen is really good, too, but it's the it's the development behind A Realm Reborn that I believe is the best video game development story of all time. I mean, they, not only did they destroy the old game, but they remade a, new, a game that was way, way better and, what, in my opinion, the best MMO of all time. And then... in they also were improving the old game as well. And um, we've talked about it on the show many times, but there's just, there's a lot of cool stuff that happened and their, their perseverance and the, um, the tsunami happened literally in the middle of that development. They were talking about like, Oh, should we shut the servers down? No, we're going to keep them up. Cause people are like checking in with each other through the game and stuff like that. It's really, it's a really good documentary. Very cool. Uh, Daniel yeah. Dwyer did a great job on it. I've been super curious about that game like forever. Um, and it's getting to the point where like I'm kind of running out of excuses to not play it because there's like a free trial that goes all the way up to level 60, right? Yeah. yeah. Is it too late to get into? No. And that's the that is one of the best things about Final Fantasy 14. I'm going to threaten you with this knife while I tell you about it. Oh, Start no. playing it because they don't the old content doesn't get doesn't expire <laughs> your Mario toy um, <laughs> the old content doesn't expire like another MMOs they they constantly have people going into old content through a thing called the duty roulette which lets old players or new like like experienced players get currency for helping out new players that are going through the story for the first time very so, cool I might shock you <laughs> ooh Kyle, sorry. God, that feels so weird. It's how your name pops up on Zoom. Hey, Kyle. Hey, Kyle. Where did Austin go? <laughs> Coach, we're going to you next. Coach, what have you been playing? Okay, so after the the direct, um, one game, there's only a, a few games I haven't played in the Zelda series, i.e. the DS titles, but the uh, of the 3D ones, I haven't played um, Skyward Sword. So I'm like, okay, I have till June or July whenever it releases, but you know what? Let me just see what it's about. So I hooked up the Wii downstairs or the Wii U and I'm already like uh, eight hours in. I just beat the first um, dungeon. So I'm off to the second, but believe it or not, I'm, I couldn't stand the motion controls and the motion controls so far fit with this game, what they're trying to do. Yeah. Like it's, I can't say if it's phenomenal or amazing yet because I'm only eight hours in. I think it's a 40 hour game. So it'll yeah. probably take me 50 hours knowing me, but anyways, <laughs> um, you know, I like drop Mario. I was like really into um, Mario 3d world. And then once I got into skyward sword, you know, it, I, that's all I could think about right now. Like right. I'm ready to really start getting into it. So I beat Gearham, or I don't even know how to pronounce his name. Gearham, but uh, yeah. yeah, it took me a couple times. But then uh, when when he kept charging, I couldn't dodge. 
So I'm like, all right, I'm just going to rush him. So that's how I ended up beating him is rushing him because he couldn't um, charge me. So, um, but yeah, lo- I'm, I'm loving it right now. That's a great game. I mean, the, I've told coach this off air, but the motion controls, I really liked how they worked in that game. And I know people are just indifferent on motion controls in general, but um, I mean, it made me think of something like you would play on like the Oculus or, or VR or whatever. Like, I mean, even like Vader Immortal does it in the first um, episode that I played where you like have to block, you know, and, you know, hold your lightsaber a certain way and stuff like that. And it works really well in Skyward Sword. I don't know what people, why people complain so much about it, I guess, aside from just like, oh, we don't want motion controls, kind of that just generic argument, which, you know, I get it. I get not everyone likes it, but I thought it was very well implemented in that game. Well, I was one of those guys just because yeah. I was like, oh, right. I was just like, nah, forget motion control. Yeah, but right. I get it because it's new and right. it's it's not as comfortable as just playing something with buttons. And I get it. Well, for me, but. I played a lot of Skyward Sword when it came out. And for me, it was just it felt like the technology wasn't quite there. I actually really like the enemy design and how like the motion controls are necessary for you to even attack the most basic enemies. Like everyone's like their own little tiny mini puzzle. That's incredibly easy, but still a fun puzzle for you to solve. I just felt like I was recalibrating my Wii remote every, every like four and a half minutes. And I'm just like, all right, I don't know if they're doing this on purpose because like this is when the 3DS was like, you've been playing for a while. Would you like to take a break? And like, I don't know if it was like them trying to do that for console games, but it just it felt like the game got in its own way a lot like the controls. But the controls were incredibly smart and incredibly fun. And I'm hoping that it's a little bit more. Streamlined, I guess, on on the new HD, which we will talk about later this episode. We're just going to run through the latest Nintendo Direct, talk about what's getting us excited, and I think we're going to talk right. a little bit more about Skyward Sword when we get there. Uh, Austin. Oh, sorry, Coach. Yeah. Was that, Coach, is that all you've been playing? Well, no, yeah, that's it. Okay. So, um, before I get into the main thing I've been playing, I guess technically both are, are have been taking up a lot of my time, but I have been continuing Mario 3D World, uh, the Switch version with Andy. Um, we've now beaten the main eight worlds and 100% of every level in all of those worlds and wow. then we did all of the first post game world so there's 12 worlds oh, wow. total eight in the you know the normal game and then there's four post game worlds and so we have three more to go and then after that we'll get into bowser's fury so i'm excited to try that out i've heard pretty interesting opinions on it some people seem to be like ah, oh, this isn't very good and then others are like this is incredible so i'm curious to see where i fall but yeah i, I mean i just adore Mario 3D World just as much as I did when it first launched. Um, but the other game I've been playing, and I had played a little bit of it prior to, I guess it was last week. Um, I just didn't talk about it on last episode, but I started Jedi Fallen Order Woo. on PS5 with the new uh, 4K 60 frames per second update. And I'm probably two, two and a half hours in. My first impressions of it were like, this game is incredible. That first 30 minutes of, you know, how that game opens, the story that unfolds. I was like, this is, I know this is going to get its hooks in me. But then as I went on, I started realizing that maybe it wasn't the game I was looking for. I was kind of hoping for like a linear kind of uncharted kind of Star Wars story based Star Wars game. And that's just not really what it is. Yeah. 
and I don't like hate it or anything so far. And I, I don't know if it's just because I'm not in the mood for this kind of game right now. But I, Seth, I know you made this comment in the Slack, but like I kind of just wish it wasn't a Metroidvania. Like, yeah, I'm just not not really feeling that. And um, yeah, it's weird because it doesn't feel like it was developed as a Metroidvania. It feels like it should have been yeah. a linear, like Uncharted type game. And it tried to mix, in my opinion, it tries to mix like Metroidvania with a Souls like with a linear Uncharted type game. And I, I don't think it works out very well. The the the, the really unfortunate thing is that the story is is really quite good in in the game right but that storytelling doesn't happen while you're playing the game it happens like in between the worlds like in the cutscenes and whatnot right. or whenever you get to like a boss fight there's really no story at all um when you're just like exploring the world and going from objective to objective i thought that was kind of unfortunate right because it made me feel like I was just like just like trying to get to the next objective so I could continue the story. I was yeah. really enjoying my time with it. Which That's I, what I'm which feeling ironically too. is pretty uncharted, right? Like mm, no one no yeah. one plays uncharted because they like the shooting, you know? Well, uncharted uncharted's famous for like its incredible graphics and set pieces and like, you know, the, uh, like the really interesting environments you're 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 fighting your way through. Um, but you're right. No, I mean, Uncharted's not really like, this incredible story or this incredible gameplay experience. But like, even Fallen Order, I'm running around and I'm like, okay, like, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on these planets, but I don't feel like I'm really impressed by any of the planets. Yeah, you know. So the third planet you go to, to me, that was the funnest one. Um, the the Wookiee planet? No, the one, but well, Wookiee it's planet. Dathomir. Bagano? No, not Dathomir. It's after Dathomir. Yeah, so because it's it's green, um, you really you really get to just kill stormtroopers. Like you, that level you get to let loose, um, yeah. and there's some really good things to to find in that um, in that whole area. It's a big area, so. Right. Um, but Dathomir was okay. The Wookiee homeworld, the spiders piss me off, dude. Yeah. Like, you'll see it when you get there, man. Like, and you're right. It is a Metrovania because you end up going back, you know? Right. But, um, but the first part of um, Kashyyyk was awesome. I liked it because of. Oh, God. It's who, so good. <laughs> who, because the, the, I don't know. How far are you into it? No, I'm not on Kashyyyk yet. That's okay. the next place I'm going right. to. So there's a there's someone that they bring in, an NPC, who's um pretty important in the whole rebel scene. But um I hate that guy, by the way. Really? Yeah, I can't <laughs> oh. stand him. <laughs> I he just was, I, he was in Clone Wars. Yeah. I don't know. My my big problem is I mean it's Seth worded it exactly, you know, how what my feeling on it is essentially i i think what i was hoping for was a super story driven star wars game and that thir first 30 minutes like really set that up and then since then it just I, I really don't care about the story since then like there's been nothing that's happened where i've been like oh this is cool it's just kind of like there there's I, there's I, a few really cool moments that. That make it that they like make it worth it because like yeah. it's hard for it's hard for me to tell you like to, to yeah. go through it if you're not enjoying it right. but like there is a, like like especially some of the flat like the one flashback sequence in general in particular is really incredible and then the ending the ending right. is so good man and it's just like really hard because the, the, the I, I do yeah. think the game is generally rushed I think the game is pretty yes. mediocre um 
and they didn't really know what they wanted to do with it. And I think that's, that's unfortunate. Like, why would you make a Souls like Star Wars game? It doesn't make any sense to me. You know, like, why is it like Souls? I've never played Dark Souls before. It's because, very similar. The combat's like kind of unforgiving, slow, and technical. Technical and yes, unforgivable. But also, the the checkpoint system is like straight up ripped from Souls, where yeah. like you you go and you have your save point, and then if you save, it respawns everybody. And oh, okay, yeah. All right, it's it's but identical. It doesn't so. make sense to me why you would want to make a Souls like Star Wars game because those two things do not seem to like mesh together, you know? Because I mean, it, well, Star Wars is like is, is like a, a property that everyone loves, including little children, all the way to like old guys. Um, so then, like, like then you take this this really crushing gameplay style and make right. a video game about it. Man, just make just make it like linear and easy and, and, and story based because like no one plays star wars I, or no one wants a star wars game i think that they're they get mad at sorry austin that was a that was I, a slip who uh, was mad I, I think a souls like would make sense if you're playing as like a sith though you know like if you're playing on like right. an untamed galaxy like thousands well, of years ago old republic style but this isn't this isn't that, you know, <laughs> my other my other problem with it being souls like is that in souls games or bloodborne or whatever it is, you know, I know not everybody likes the combat, but I think most people can agree that the combat in souls is super technical. So like if you die, I mean, it's on you. It's there's never like a oh, God, this is such a cheap boss or like, you know, this is just a horrible move set or whatever it may be. It's for the most part, it's like you just messed up, like it's a user error. And I feel like so far of the couple hours I've played of Fallen Order, the combat just, it's not as technical and elegant enough to kind of pull off that same kind of vibe as Souls does in that way. Like there's been several times where I've died and it's just been like, how? Like, I, I just don't get it. So, um, the difficulty just seems a little augmented, I think, by comparison. But yeah, just arbitrary too. Yeah, uh, yeah. Hopefully, respawn. Like, I mean, I don't know if a lot of people said what you guys were saying, but hopefully, respawn will listen to the gamers and fine tune it for Jedi yeah. Fallen Order Two. Well, I think a lot of people have, Coach, because I know literally zero people that don't have these complaints. So yeah. right now the people that I know have played this game are the four of us. And then, um, Watson and Pedro and all, everyone has had these, these problems, with the game. Like, and it's been the exact same problems, which is a small sample group, but when it's a hundred percent of the sample group, it's yeah. like, okay, there's probably an issue here, you know? <laughs> sure. Well, so. I am going to keep playing it. Like I, again, I don't think it's a bad game. I just think it's not what I was expecting because I had heard a lot of people say like this game's incredible, and so far I'm not really getting that yeah. vibe. I think it's Actually, just it's a decent game. But I think I think one of the biggest issues, like my biggest issue, mm -hmm. I actually I should rephrase this. One of my biggest issues is that they let you customize your lightsaber. Mm. You don't like and, that? No, I don't like that actually because what I think would have been really cool, Coach. I see. I can't say it without spoiling. There's there's a point in the game where you can customize the color of your lightsaber, Austin. Right. And I think you know that because like there's like DLC for the yeah. crystals and stuff. I've already gotten a, a few oh, colors. Okay. Okay. So you know. Well, what would have been really cool is if the color of your lightsaber when you go to get your crystal changed depending on how you played the game. Because you can play the game very aggressively with your lightsaber, or you can use force powers. 
And I wish that the color of crystal you get at the at that certain point in the game would have been more of depending on the, the player choice. Right. Yes. That would have been really cool because like canonly Jedi don't change their colors. And it's a very immersion breaking thing. Right. I understand why they did it because everyone wants to like, like change and like, play with the lightsaber colors and whatnot. But I think that would have been really, really cool and very immersive if, you know, you could play through the game and get like a blue lightsaber or a green lightsaber. Or if you were super good, maybe you get a purple or like orange or yellow. If you were like, you know, I think that would have been a better choice. That's what I would have yeah. done. Don't go orange. <laughs> I, I am going to keep playing though, and I'm going to take George's advice to set it to easy because there's that's no good, trophy it's, for it's good advice. There's no trophies for difficulty, so I'm just going to switch it and and have it at that. So, yeah. are you playing on the One uh, X or the PS5? The PS5. Oh, nice. Okay. So, and it, I will say, it runs well, but it has some issues still. Like there mm-hmm. are still some times where there's some slowdown, and it's not bad. Um, I heard the original version was like pretty rough. Yeah, but at times, yeah. Yeah. So. But hey, it is also a, like the best Star Wars game in the last couple of years. So what can you do? You know? Yeah. yeah. And thank God EA is not exclusively making Star Wars anymore. I'm super confused about that. We're going to talk about that, I think, when we go over the Nintendo Direct. But yeah, oh God, I, I've yeah. got questions. Um, I might have answers. Oh, I probably don't. OK, damn it. I have not been playing very much recently. Uh, I've been reading a lot of comics, which has been super fun. I stopped buying comics around New 52 because I didn't really like the direction that DC was taking. And I remember stopping my Marvel subscriptions because there was an event that I was reading that I was just not feeling. And I'm like, this is bad. Can I guess which one it was? Yeah. Secret War 2. No, it was before that. Um, it was the original sin. Yeah, uh, it was the one right before that. I think it was. Uh, I can't original sin was bad, dude. Or original yeah. sin was bad. It was fear itself. Uh, I don't remember fear itself. Fear itself was like the Red Skull's daughter, who is sin, who is now is the new Red, Red Skull? Skull. Is it? Is anyone interested in the Red Skull? Like, no. have they ever been interested in the Red Skull? No, I don't think so. Why am, is he so prevalent? In Marvel I, Comics. I am when Jack Kirby is drawing him. Like, that's that's the exception when it's like weird sixties. Hey, but I don't think I don't think Jack Kirby's drawing the Red Skull anymore. <laughs> no, no, he's not. Um, but it was a story about like uh, it turns out Odin stole the throne of Asgard from his elder brother, and like lock, like Earth was actually a prison for him, and there's a whole bunch of enchanted norse weapons and it just it just was a really boring story that didn't really do anything uh and i finally read that i'm like oh right that's why i stopped reading marvel for a couple years because the story sucked and i that is the story that broke thor or no original sin was a story that broke thor for almost a decade i disagree i I, yeah i love the jane foster thor stuff i think that's that's fine don't call her thor okay (laughs) thor is a name not a mantle george well, I mean, Donald Thor Odin's son. <laughs> Donald Blake became Thor. Whatever. All right. I'm not getting I don't care about Donald Blake. I don't even want. I don't, hey, listen, no one thinks about Donald Blake when they think about Thor. That was a bad decision, too. All right. That was bad. That was just as bad a decision as Jane Foster. Oh, Jesus. I've, I've awakened the beast. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll have it out. I'm, I'm starting up a, a comic book project on my website. We're going to we're going to rip into this. We're, we'll talk about Jane Foster. Been waiting for almost a year, bud. And how she's <laughs> she's the best <laughs> Thor comic of the last 30 years. Um, but besides that, the only thing I've really been playing is 
Immortals Rising or Immortals Phoenix Rising. I played a little bit more of that. Game's really good. That game's really fun. It is, it like I said last week, it is a mixture of Breath of the Wild and Assassin's Creed Odyssey, but it is really truncated and like the open world itself is smaller. So really it is to Assassin's Creed and Breath of the Wild what Miles Morales was to the Spider-Man game. Like it's just taking the best parts of those games and making a shorter experience where there's no fat that they need to trim. And I'm really enjoying it. Art style is fun. I like it a lot. Seth is sending me judgy eyes. So I think it's time to move on. I just on. didn't think Miles Morales was as good as you guys made it out to be. That's because you're dumb and you don't know what you're doing. And we're just, we just keep you on the podcast because we feel bad for you. I, I, well, like you, 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 you kept telling me and sending me this message that like at the end of this, Miles has earned the mantle of Spider-Man. And at the end, I did I didn't feel that walking away from that game. I was like, you, 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 you failed pretty much this entire time. I think you made up your mind before you finished the game. No, so it's I, really I, I said, I said many, no, 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 you guys are wrong. I said many times, I do not have a problem with the video game or movie adaptation of Miles Morales. I liked them in both the video game and, and the movie. It's the comic book version exclusively that I hate. Yeah. I just, I, I really didn't think that like the, the, the Miles Morales story in, in the, the game was very good. Ah, well, I cried four times during that game. So I think that just means you're dead inside. Uh, no, Seth very cried emotional. four times because of how much he hated the game. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We talked about recording last week, doing predictions for the Nintendo Direct. I think it's a good thing that we didn't because the Nintendo Direct has come and gone and I wouldn't have guessed anything that happened. So we're going to run down minute by minute what happened in the Nintendo Direct. I'm going to keep going until someone tells me to stop for something they want to talk about. So, first things first, Pyra and Mithra, Smash Brothers announcement and a new stage from Xenoblade Chronicles 2. That character releases in March. Did anyone else think this was a game announcement until, like, yes. the, yeah, until the plot twist that she's like, oh, I've been gone because I've been invited to Smash, baby. Well, and the funny thing is, I'm pretty sure the first half of this trailer were like in Xenoblade 2. It was just like some sort of camera. So it looks identical to Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Mm-hmm. But then there comes a point where she turns around like that sequence where it's like a completely different like animation style. And I was like, this is a smash announcement. They definitely edited their costumes, didn't they? I haven't looked at it, but they definitely did. No, they? I don't think so, actually. I'm pretty sure they have not. Um, well, but, whose costumes did they edit for Smash Brothers before? I don't know, actually. I don't, I'm not really too knowledgeable on that. Um, I, I thought this was cool. Yeah. Because people have been begging for either Rex or Pyra slash Mithra, so. Who's left that people want? Doom guy. <laughs> I mean, that's not a bad pick, right? I still hope there's a Monster Hunter fighter. I think that'd be pretty cool. But, yeah, that'd be especially s- with Rise coming up. You know, it'd be sick would be because, like, the Bioshock games came to Switch. What if we got Big Daddy? <laughs> Well, it was already in the hit game PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. So. You're right. The best version of Smash Brothers. <laughs> All right. Moving. Anything else? Moving on to the next announcement. Uh, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout comes to Switch this summer. Is Super anyone... excited because I didn't play enough on PS4 and I really wanted to play this on Switch. So I can't wait. Yeah. Game feels right at home on Switch. Coach, did you play any of that game? No. Oh, dude, It's great. 
It is such a fun way to spend a Friday playing that game. After that, we got an incredibly spoilery trailer for Outer Wilds. Which again, oh, just, just to be clear, I just looked it up. They did edit the costumes to make them a little more oh. friendly. They gave different. them fans. Oh, okay. Did you uh, beat that game? Oh, yeah, but really that was like 120 hours of pure bliss. I loved Xenoblade 2. That game is perfect. I think it's the best RPG on Switch. It's maybe the best RPG I've played in the last 10 years. Did you play the first one? Yeah, first one sucks. Does it really? <laughs> what? I said, does it really? No, it doesn't suck. It's just... Xenoblade 2 is better from what I played. The the second one takes all the good things about the first one and improves upon them immensely. There's a point in the game that I think almost everyone wanted to quit at because the game does not give you clear direction. And it's like, oh, this is a good spot to grind. And I know because I thought this too. And so did Pedro. And I think Austin did as well. Where it's like, go kill this animal. But you have to like go find it. And it's really hidden. And you're like, oh, this would be a good spot to like start killing some monsters and whatnot. But the game doesn't tell you that it's built for having a full party. Like, the combat system does not work if you're just by yourself. Yep. So you just get smashed over and over again. And you're like, well, I thought this was an easy game up to this point. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, it's really good. Xenoblade 2 is incredible. Yeah, and I'm dying wanna, to finish up that game. I got to play the expansion. I, I still haven't played the expansion because I sold my Switch. And yesterday I was just telling my girlfriend, I'm like, I think I'm going to buy a Switch. But the Monster you're, Hunter one. You gonna get a light this time? I don't know, man. Can, does the light support docking? No, no. Then no. Fair enough. All right, so we have that Outer Wilds trailer that's coming summer 2021. Incredibly spoilery. I know a lot of people that was their game of the year for 2019. That's coming from Annapurna Interactive. Not the last time we'll hear from them throughout this show. After that, we got. Famicom Detective Club, The Missing Heir, and Famicom Detective Club, The Girl Who Stands Behind. Those come out May 14th. Austin, I'm so excited for you're this. nodding your head. Yeah, talk to me about it. What's up? Well, it's right up my alley because I love Danganronpa and Ace Attorney and all that stuff. So, and I didn't really, at first when I saw this, I was like, oh, that's that's cool. But then I did some research afterwards, and these are like Nintendo developed titles that were yeah. on the Famicom disc, disc system. And they never came west. Um, yeah, so they, I'm actually like seriously excited for these. These are remakes of games from 1988. Yeah. And I just can't believe Nintendo made these because it just seems very not Nintendo. Right. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I might even very, give these a try. I don't really like virtual novels or what are they called? Is that what they're called? Visual novels. Visual novels. Uh, yeah, I'm not, not normally a fan. I tried to get into uh, Last Reward. Virtue, Last Reward. Virtue, Last Reward, yeah couldn't do it but maybe i will give this one a go after that samurai warriors 5 coming out this summer anyone care mm, nope. eh. i love the zelda the the hybrid warriors but okay yeah all right after that uh let's see legend of mana remastered hd coming out june 24th i've never played a mana game before i might have to check this one out they are all completely different Really? Yeah. Yeah. So this it's one? not like you've never played it before. You've never played this one before because it doesn't matter. Okay. Well, that's no, that's really good to know because I remember, was it Legend yeah. of Mana was on, not Legend of Mana. What, what was the Super Nintendo one? Secret of Mana. Secret, Secret of, of Mana. Mana. That was like yeah. the action RPG one, right? They're all uh, action RPGs, but they're all very different. Like the, the, the one like Trials of Mana that came out, I think, last year. Yeah. That one's nothing like any of the other ones. Interesting. 
All right. Anyone else excited? Yeah, I do. I do want to play that. Yeah, I've never played any of them either. I know there was that. There was like a collection or something last year, right? Yeah. Yeah. So one of these days, there was a remake. Wasn't there? There must have been. Yeah. Honestly, I I don't know. Secret Secret of Mana got remade. Yeah. And then it got bad reviews. Oh. I think. They added no void lip syncing to it whatsoever. Oh, geez. It was really awkward because the characters were just, 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 just like. <laughs> That's like, this is weird. This isn't 1999 anymore, bud. Step it up. Do you guys have a problem with these um, sword users in Smash? Or are you just kind of used to it by now? Sword users? Oh, just like another just general? Like another character. Like Pyramon characters. Well, everyone, I see everyone complaining because Pyra and Mithra are two more sword wielders, and there's like a thousand of them already in the game. I get I it on one hand, but like I like playing as them, so I guess I'm part of the problem. I mean, a sword, a sword is just a very popular like weapon, you know? Right. So I feel like it's fine, especially for like like RPGs, which everyone wants yeah. RPG characters because they're cool. But... They're probably pissed because you know Fox gets his ass kicked. Like he's like one of the most um, I think Fox is like the most played. Whenever I go to tournaments, I see people playing as Fox. I think on, it is on melee or on the current one. Melee. Fox is just if you're not good at Fox, like you're gonna get destroyed. Fox is a rough one to get a hold of. But anyway. All right, moving on. Uh, Austin, I think a game you're very excited for. Seth, maybe you too. Monster Hunter Rise, March 26th. We got like a story trailer with some very just sinister looking twins in the trailer. Yeah. Made me uncomfortable, but also I liked it. Austin, why don't you, ta- <laughs> why don't you talk about the Monster Hunter Rise? Well, they showed a new monster, which I forget what his name is, but he's like this. He's, his class is a Leviathan, which is... Um, it was in the old Monster Hunter games, like from Generations and Four prior. They skipped them in World because they said they're essentially kind of like snakes. Um, they said the way that the engine for World worked, they couldn't figure out how to get them to like navigate over like ledges and stuff for some reason. So they just like did not put them in the game at all. And so I was really happy to to see that monster back. I'm assuming that probably means the. Um, flagship monster from monster hunter 3 um lagiacris he's also a leviathan and i'm assuming that means he'll probably be in this game which is awesome because again he wasn't in world um but my honestly my favorite thing about this trailer was the fact that they confirmed the monster hunter switch and the pro controller were coming west which i wasn't expecting so i did pre-order the pro controller because my current pro controller sucks and it dies after like four hours. I've replaced the battery and it still does it. So there must be some sort of like transistor or something messed up inside my controller board. I really don't know, but it it just drains the battery like crazy. So I'm excited to get that controller. Very cool. Anyone else excited? Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, I haven't played I a monster. Would be if I had a Switch. Yeah. I haven't played a Monster Hunter game since Try came to Wii. Yeah, that one was fun. Yep. Uh, after that, Mario Golf Super Rush, June 25th. I am beyond excited for this. I love the Mario Golf games. This is a day one purchase for me. I've loved Mario Golf since Game Boy Advance. Actually, even before that, the N64 game was incredible. I'm so excited. 
and I'm not the only one. Who else is excited for Mario Golf Super Rush? Well, I when I saw it, yeah, when I saw it, I was excited. I've been waiting for a new Mario Golf for a while now. So um, we did have one. When did that one come out? In 14, the last one? Uh, the 3DS one? Yeah, the 3DS. I think it was before uh, I went to uh, Kuwait because I was still in Dallas. It was 2014, yes. Yeah. So, But the last console one we got was what? Uh, they didn't have one on the Wii, so it must have been the GameCube. Yeah, which was... Uh, probably 07 no yeah 3 4 yeah, yeah. 2003 yeah. yeah so that was, that was a 7th grade staple for me i love that <laughs> one yeah it was like addicting like i was in uh living in the barracks in fort uh fort hood and i just that's all i played that was yeah. such a fun it's still a fun game to play so um hopefully they will for mario tennis I think if you go into the controls, you can get the um, control scheme for the GameCube controller. Oh, perfect. I think so. yeah. yeah. So I hope they do something similar with uh, with um, Mario Golf. So we were—I was kind of talking to you guys and seeing at some point in the spring, or you know, like before it releases, maybe in the summer, we should get all of our listeners or whoever. And just have a big tournament for like, you know. Yeah, yeah I, and I am pretty excited for, for Super Rush. And I do hope they bring back the tournament system that was in the one on 3DS because it was really, really cool. Um, you could like, Mario Kart has something similar, Mario Kart 8, where you can like put in a code. And so like, I remember, I think Colin and Greg were still at IGN at the time. And Greg was like super into that game when it came out. And so he had posted like a Mario Golf tournament code like on his twitter and so i was like playing um in a tournament against greg and like a ton of other people from ign it was really cool so i'm hoping they bring back that functionality into this one but it looks awesome and i just want to say 24 hours before this direct i was on the phone with coach and i was like are they going to announce he was like are they what do you think they're going to announce and i'm like they're 100 announcing mario golf so i i just want everyone to know that it's you can thank me for confirming that. Uh-huh. He thanks, called it. Thanks for willing that into existence, bud. Yeah. <laughs> All right. After that, we got Tales from the Borderlands, a Telltale series. I really like that one. I think that one's great. That's also like a five-year-old game, so I'm just kind of yeah. finding finding it hard to really, yeah. really care. Uh, I'm not going to go back to it. After yeah. that, Capcom Arcade Stadium that launched the day of the Direct. This is like a virtual arcade, basically, where you can buy packs of games from Capcom's arcade history. I believe Ghosts and Goblins, the arcade version, is free until the game comes out on February 25th. More on that later. Anyone care? Anyone excited? 1938 school or 1941 school. Uh, that, that shmup. I like playing that on the original Nintendo. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm curious what the selection is. I, I don't know that I've really played too many old capcom games so yeah coach if if anyone's excited about this it's got to be you no i wasn't really into capcom arcade all right games yeah fair enough all right after that Stubbs the zombie rebel without a pulse march 16th i am genuinely excited for this and i'm excited for this because this game was marketed back in the day as using the halo engine so this was in comic books everywhere 
Stubbs a zombie, Rebel Without a Pulse, made with the Halo engine. And that just had this nice mystique about it to 15-year-old me. And the game was impossible to find back then because it had such a limited print run. And now it's $100 to get a used Xbox copy. It is upwards of like $200 for a sealed copy. So the way I look at this game coming out is much like when they do a reprint in Magic the Gathering. Like this coming out will hopefully make those copies cheaper and also just give people an actual affordable way to play this game. It's also coming to Xbox One, which is probably where I will grab it. But does anyone have any fond memories of Stubbs a Zombie? I never played it. Right. I'd actually never even heard of it until this direct. So okay, um, yeah, I thought it was some indie game at first, and then I realized no, this is actually a beloved game from the early two thousands. So right. I'm curious, but you know, Conquer was like that too, where that orange or yellow cart was so expensive 10, 10 years ago, right? Mm-hmm. And now that we have it on. Um, now that we have that conquer on uh, rare replay, rare replay has the price gone down on that cartridge? That I don't know about. I know right. it went down on live and reloaded. Yeah, but live and reloaded you can generally find. Yeah, but it did make the price go down. Right. Uh, so I'm not sure because I know N64 is just kind of in its own weird twister of of price ups yeah. and downs fluctuations. Whatever that friggin' word is. Moving on, No More Heroes 3, August 27th. I am excited for this game. I love the first No More Heroes game on the original Wii. I don't think I ever played No More Heroes 2. That was like a PlayStation 3 generation game, I think, because it came to that with the move controllers and probably Wii as well. But I'm excited for 3. It looks weird as hell. A whole bunch of aliens are coming to Earth. You gotta do weird little chores to make money to get the tournament fees to go fight the aliens that's bizarre i'm into it well studio 51's always been out there on these games but when you see him at conventions he he everybody loves to interview him like he and he loves to do interviews too so he's a really likable and like he's out there he puts himself out there so um i know that the 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 No More Heroes that came out. What was it uh, on the Switch? I think it was. I don't Wii. even remember. It was Wii. No, there, no. there was one on the Switch. There was a oh, Switch one. Oh, you're right. Travis Touchdown. Uh, Travis Touchdown. Travis Strikes Again or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Was a, it was a top down action yeah. game. Which yeah. No one wanted. No one asked for that. Yeah. Because the first two games are awesome. Yeah. And they did port those to Switch recently, the first two. So mm-hmm. I, I do want to go back and play them. I've never. Um, played no more heroes before it'll be interesting if there's motion controls with the joy cons please god no well because that was like wow let's move that, that, that on wasn't, yeah that wasn't like one-to-one precise yeah you actually have to charge up your sword like your lightsaber <laughs> yeah. thing and your character like you'd have to shake your wii remote and your character would line it up with his scientific penis and it was oh, just no. yeah um, I'm sorry. What do you want it's me to the do? Truth, though. It's, it's exactly the truth. What it's literally the most descriptive way to say it. Yeah. I say <laughs> scientific it penis. I, I I'm just going to point out slightly off topic, but Coach and I both subscribe to this magazine called Nintendo Force, yes. and they're they're kind of trying to recreate yep. Nintendo Power, and it's like five bucks an issue on Patreon. They send you like a physical magazine, and their um, cover story for next month is like all yep. about Studio 51 and, and No More Heroes 3. So I thought that's that was exciting. Cool. Yeah, that's really yeah. exciting. Hell yeah. 
Yeah, Suda51 doesn't care at all. He's going to make his game. It's sweet. I love Suda51. Um, he's awesome. Yeah. He's like, oh, you got a problem with like anything in my game? Not, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I just I love it. I'm just gonna um, keep making weird over here in my corner. Yeah, it's like it's like awesome. Um, but those two games are great. They're all about it's like like no mercy, just straight up. Like here's an assassin game. You're an assassin climbing the ranks. You're killing other assassins. End of the story. Like we're gonna throw a ton of style in there. Story's not gonna make any sense. Go for it. Have fun. It's like it, that's all it is. It fit the time period too, you know. So. But yeah, let's not. Do we'll see what he does this time. At all. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what he does this time. If your game's not a VR game, don't put motion controls in it. We've moved on. The industry has moved forward. I don't. I don't really mind nope. it. To be, we're honest. done. Okay, I'm declaring it now. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess I'm going to just take my garbage opinion and just move on to the next game, <laughs> which uh, Neon White comes winter 2021. This is a weird one where you're like hunting yeah. demons who escaped in heaven. Kind of made me think of like a reverse Doom. Yeah, but also like the gameplay looks similar to Doom. But also you're like throwing cards, like you have to collect cards yeah. and those are your weapons. Yeah. Super, super weird, but it looks really fast paced, which is nice. You know, when the Fantasy Star Online came out for, the right? I mean, the, it, re, it was ported to the GameCube and then a new one came out, but it was about cards. And that's when it lost me. I'm like, oh, I can't do this. I'm not about the cards thing. Yeah, that's fair. That stuff just seems needlessly complicated to me. Like uh, Slay the Spire looked like a lot of fun, but also like the Mario. What was the Wii U Mario game? The Color Splash or was it the the 3DS one where you actually like needed cards and like you couldn't. Yeah, you like couldn't even attack someone if you didn't have anything. And that was just like, so you're telling me I just. Color Splash has it too. I just can't even step on someone. Because I don't have the card to step on someone like that. Like uh, that lady from Resident Evil 8. Yeah, God, it's so frustrating. DC Superhero Girls Teen Power comes June 4th. When I thought of that, I figured, I bet you Eliza's, I thought that would be like a Elijah's <laughs> alley. No, I'm not trying to, you know, I thought, I thought of Elijah when I saw that. I was texting a friend who was watching the direct at the same time. If that game comes to PlayStation 4, I'm totally getting it just for the Platinum. Uh, I love superhero games. I will play even the worst ones. I usually do play the worst ones. Blade on original Xbox. That's been my my nighttime project oh, lately. Nice. Yeah, I'll talk. <laughs> I'll talk about that when I finish it. Plants vs Zombies: Battle for Neighborville Complete Edition, March nineteenth. Didn't you guys play that ga- game a lot? We played Garden Warfare two a lot. Okay, um, and Elijah and Brandon maybe. Right, a really good game. We really played the fir- I remember, we played the first one back when we was first, first started one? streaming RM. It plays really well and it's like not really what you expect for a game that started as like a mobile phone game. So it's like a shooter. It, it's it's super super cool and super fluid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After that, a game I was not expecting, but of course they're doing it. Metopia, May 21st. These were the games on 3DS, right? Like the Street Pass games. Yeah. The games yeah, that and came then they, for free. It was one of the Street Pass games, and then they evolved it into a full 3DS game. And so this is now a port of that 3DS game. So. Just bring back Meverse. <laughs> yes. Just bring back Meverse, man. I mean, like, that was like, that was Nintendo's social media experiment, you know? 
And then also Mitomo was too, right? Yeah. Yeah. The smartphone one. Yeah. What was the one that you made the Batman thing where you were singing? Tamadachi Life. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Also a me focus game on 3DS. Yeah. uh, This is going to be a topic for another episode, but I'm excited to talk about it. Uh, Just the problem with there being like no, like, handheld or and console like the fact that it's one it just means like there's no like cheaper nintendo game like are you really telling me that like me topia for 60 bucks on switch is a better value than metroid 2 or samus returns on 3ds for 40 like it's it's not it's absolutely not (laughs) are they charging 60 dollars for it though i think i think this one's 50 I've seen Best Buy. Oh, I've seen Best Buy go to fifty. But is it worth ten dollars more than Samus Returns? Absolutely not. No, not even no. close. Uh, moving on, Project Triangle Strategy, the latest in the HD two D series. Yeah, <laughs> I was happy because it was a uh, strategy RPG. I did not play Octopath, but I'm super excited for this game. Because it looks straight up Fire Emblem, and I'm all about that. This looks wild, man. Like, it's a strategy game with, like, Bioware-esque decisions where you could actually, like, influence the story based on what you do or don't do or fail to do throughout the game. I think that's pretty fascinating. Also, I thought this Direct was supposed to talk about games that come out in the first half of 2021. This game's not coming till 2022. Yeah. All right. But yeah, I'm I'm excited for this game. I just bought Fire or Final Fantasy Tactics Advance on GBA. So I I've been trying to branch out and play more strategy games. I'm excited. Have you started that game? I have not gotten it yet. Okay. Should, should be getting here later this week. Enjoy the snowball fight at the beginning. That seems like such a cool tutorial. I've heard about that. Like that just seems like such an awesome way to teach the mechanics of the game. Have you played it. the first tactics? No, it's way better than tactics advance. All right. I'm not you, joking. You, like, like, you, I'm you serious. Gr- you grumpy Gus. I'm not grumpy. Tactics Advance is a fine game. Final Fantasy Tactics War of the Lions is the best strategy game. The PSP one? Well, it was on... Yeah, yeah. PS1. Yeah, War of the Lions. They retran... Because the, the original translation was really bad. And then War of the Lions, they retranslated it and added the Dark Knight job. Gotcha. Well, Tactics Ogre destroys all, so... No, it doesn't. <laughs> Sorry. I love those forty-five nope. minute battles. I mean, Tactics Advance, you're gonna, you're, you're not Tactics Advance. Uh, War of the Lions, you're gonna get forty-five minute battles, and the worst battle in that entire game is a battle against Chocobos. <laughs> is it bad because you feel bad for killing such majestic, beautiful creatures? Nope. It's bad because they spawn you in a field with about twenty red Chocobos that can all cast Meteor. Oh my god, <laughs> it's pretty brutal. Yeah. Maybe I'll check uh, out Advance then. Yeah, maybe I'll check out the uh, the baby nope. version of the game. Check out War of the Lions. Oh, maybe I'll pick up. Final but you Fantasy said it was hard though. I remember you beat it a couple years ago, Seth. Yeah, I did. I beat it a couple years ago. I loved. You were it. Like, I loved my time with it. Yeah, you were like. I remember it took you like about three weeks or something like that. Like you were playing it nonstop, so mm-hmm. it's a pretty long game. I played through it on my Vita, and I had a blast with it. Oh, you um, did. Mm-hmm. I had a blast with it, and I I just. I cannot recommend that game enough to people because it's got a super mature, like very political storyline as is common for all the evil East games. And, um, I just think that like anybody who likes final fantasy or like the, the, the that kind of storyline should play tactics War of the lands. Cause advance is, is good, but it, it, it takes away that that's, that's political mature thing. Cause it went to the game boy advance, which is more themed towards the children. 
Yeah. So, I mean, I play, play your stupid little baby game. I don't care. I will play my stupid little baby <laughs> game because there's a lot going on in the I've, world right now. Maybe I want to play a game. Babies don't have to care about politics. Incredible. My first strategy RPG I ever played and beat, the first Fire Emblem in the U.S. Wow. Fire Emblem. See, I can't. I really can't get into Fire Emblem. I really God, want to, no. but I just... Awakening is so I'm good. I'm struggling, though. man. Awakening is so good. Yeah. Awake, Awakening was good, but, like... I, I don't understand why I like Final Fantasy Tactics so much, but I do not like Fire Emblem. And even like Three Houses, I, I was playing through the opening of Three Houses. I'm like, this is boring. Yeah, this I thought the boring. opening was really slow for Three Houses. And then uh, back in the day when the Game Facts message boards were blowing up, because that was the only thing really back then, um, everybody was talking about uh, Tactics Ogre Knights of the Lodi. So they're like, get it because there's not, there's going to be a limited production. So I got it, not knowing anything about the series. Um, and then when I booted up my, my Wii U on my Wii virtual console, I have uh, Ogre Battle 64. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's a hard, uh, that's a hard um, physical copy to find. There's that one, and they did, they remastered that one, I think, for PSP, right? That was like, let us cling together. Or that was just a, a new one. I don't know if that was the N64 one. Gotcha. The same creator made both of Tactics Ogre and Final Fantasy Tactics. He's, right. he's the same guy. Okay, moving on from strategy games. Star Wars Hunters, a third-person free-to-play mm. action game. Uh, third-person shooter, I believe. Uh, made by Zynga. From Zynga, yeah. Coming out in 2021. They had nothing to show for it except for a little teaser in what looked like Jabba's Palace. So yeah, that game is totally coming out in 2021. Zynga just won't go away, will they? They just no. refuse to disappear. No, I used to drive by Zynga all the time because they were in San Francisco. And just, man, I would just shake my fist every time I walked by that building or drove by because I was just like, you got my mom addicted to Farmville. Like, this is your fault. Uh, <laughs> oh, is that what they did? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I expected their stock prices to be dropping significantly over the last five years, but they haven't. They've been increasing pretty extreme. Maybe it's time to invest. Yeah. Next GameStop, baby. (laughs) After that, Knockout City, May 21st. That was just multiplayer shooter, dodgeball. I'm happy that there's like a shooter game that's not with guns. I do. I would like to interact with games more without guns, but like I don't know if Dodgeball City is the one to do it. Yeah, paint guns. Yeah, even that's still a little gunny. I don't know. Uh, like Splatoon, I think is like the perfect compromise. Uh, we'll talk about that later. World's End Club, May twenty eighth. Austin, you made a face. This looks yeah. right, right up your alley. I didn't really know about this, but apparently, all I know is it's made by the same people that made Danganronpa, so I'm in. Yeah, looks like it. I'm, I'm in. Danganronpa is one of my favorite series of all time. So <laughs> don't even play games anymore, dude. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> do I'm that face awesome. again. I love yeah, it. please do that face again. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you look like you're trying to hear something through your nose when you do that face. <laughs> um, I downloaded Doki Doki Literature, Literature Club. Club. Oh, on yeah. Steam yesterday. I'm really excited to play it because I heard it's awesome. Yeah, I've never of, played that game. It's one of Elijah's favorite games, right? Mm-hmm. It's, like a, it's like a horror dating simulator, I guess. Yeah, I I was confused because I thought the game was uh, people in an abandoned underwater amusement park, and then it turns out that's not the game. That's just how the game starts. And then you go into like what looks like a post-apocalyptic Tokyo from the or trailer. Or World's End Club. Yeah. 
for literature. I guess this is a slight spoiler, but it's basically a reverse Danganronpa. Okay. So, it, which sounds interesting. All right. Well, you will let us know how that is when it comes awesome. out. Do they mm-hmm. ever? So I beat Danganronpa one, and I played like halfway through Danganronpa two, and I gave up on it because I was like, "This is like the exact same." Yeah. Thing. Did they ever really explain the ending of Danganronpa one? I thought the ending was like right out of nowhere. And like, oh yeah, oh yeah, you get a full explanation of what the outside world is. Because like, so. the ending of Danganronpa one, because I, I, I loved that game because it was so grounded. And like, like until the end, <laughs> until the end, it just comes out of nowhere. It was like there was like giant like monsters and stuff and like. Yeah. We're talking about like the like I don't know it was wild. You get a lot of explanation for that in the anime for three, and then in um, Ultra Despair Girls because it takes place outside. Well, I'm never gonna play that. So, (laughs) (laughs) so it sounds like I should look it up on Wikipedia. That's right. After that, we saw a physical release for Hades coming out March 19th. Yay! Yay! Have any of you guys played it? No, but I heard it's really good. Yeah. yeah. I know Elisha, he likes that game a lot. Yeah, I've heard everyone play it. Like, I've never heard a bad thing about Hades. Me neither. Nope. Yeah. It's weird. I have another group of gaming friends besides you guys. It's strange. Yeah, I okay. But yeah, I, I, Come I, on. I feel left out because I'm the only person in that group who has well, played Hades. George so. has one, more than one group of friends, guys. <laughs> Look at me in despair. Yeah. Uh, they are all obsessed with Hades, and I just feel... What like, are their names? Bob, George, and Steve? <laughs> all right. Moving on. That's enough <laughs> of that. I don't care for your tone very much. Ninja Gaiden Master Collection coming out June 10th. Man, I, I love Ninja Gaiden on the original Xbox. The last place I want to play that is on a Switch, to be yeah. completely honest. How come? And it's just a, like a frustrating game series, and like I love the Switch. I don't think it feels sturdy enough for how... like tight i need to grip my controller when i'm playing that game through the window basically that first game i remember like there were so many points where you think you beat the game and then they're just like no you didn't like it was like (laughs) it was it was so frustrating it was awesome because it's just it felt like an infinitely long game when you were 16 years old i really like his blonde friend okay that's fine you should you should grab this collection then so you can hang out with the blonde friend i might fair enough Let's see. Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity getting an expansion pass. Austin, I think you're the only person here who's played that, right, Coach? Have you played it? I played a little bit, not a lot. I'm I'm excited for it, but um I mean it's kind of just more characters and maps. Yeah. My understanding is there's not gonna be any story content. So honestly, I don't know that I'm even gonna buy it. I, I probably will play it at some point, but yeah, I mean, I loved Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity, but the problem is that game is just a huge time sink, and I, I don't know if I can go back to it. Let's start smoking weed, Austin, then I think you'll really enjoy it. Okay. I, what? I, I love just getting high and grinding in games. It's legal here. Don't look at me like that. I was going to say, what state do you live in? Because I don't live in a state where <laughs> you can do that legally. <laughs> you can still do it illegally. Bravely Default 2, coming out February 26. This looks awesome. Mm-hmm. I loved the first one. I absolutely loved the first one on on 3DS. Really? Did you beat it? Absolutely not. But I love the first one. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, I got really sick of doing the same thing over and over again five times. Yeah, but that was like my, I'm going to watch The Office on Netflix because it was a better time. And then just play that game on 3DS until I fall asleep. Like that was, that's what I was doing back then. Because that was, 
I grabbed that before like even the new Nintendo 3DS came out. So that that game's a little. That was 2013, I believe. The I think original, so. somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah. It was, like, it was like probably 2013. Yeah, because is... I I remember playing that in Destiny at the same time. After that, we got Ghosts and Goblins coming out February 25th. I'm gonna check that game out. I I want to I want to play more 2D games, and I think that one is a fun looking one to start. I'm excited to break my Switch into as I get frustrated. <laughs> Saga Frontier Remastered, April 15th. I know absolutely nothing about this game series. I don't think I've ever heard of it. I thought the art style looks so gorgeous that I just want to check it out. Like it looked like it was just breaking computers melting their their processors to like render that stuff back in like 1996 or whenever the game came out it is hideous and i love it and i'm so excited to play that game for an hour and a half and then never touch it or think about it ever again i wish i wish elijah were here so he could talk about apex legends coming march 9th does anyone else play that game sometimes i i want to get into it more but the switch version looks pretty rough Looks pretty low resolution. Double XP, also baby. Also crossplay, bud. Yeah, you gotta be an absolute fool to crossplay on Switch because <laughs> I bet the the view just like the draw distance is so bad. It's it looks rough. Yeah, I'm pretty I'm, sure. I'm sure it'll still be fun, but I feel like that's why they're giving like double XP for the first two weeks you play on Switch, and like yeah, they'll probably. automatically level you 33 levels in the battle pass. <laughs> Uh, I think they're just trying to like literally bribe people to play this free to play game on, yeah. on Switch. Yeah. All right, that brings us to probably the two biggest announcements that they saved for last. Uh, IG Enuma came out and immediately said, We're not going to talk about Breath of the Wild 2. And instead, they talked about Legend of Zelda, Skyward Sword HD, and Joy Con controllers coming July 16th. Seth, you were talking a little bit about frustration earlier. Why don't you why don't you vent a little bit about your frustration about this? Man, I just I'm so tired. Like why does they have to charge sixty bucks for this game? You know, like like charge me thirty and maybe I'll get into it. But I'm not gonna I'm not I wouldn't pay sixty bucks for, for this. I mean Skyward Sword is good, but is it you, you just change the internal resolution of the game to fit a big a bigger screen a more high resolution screen and then you sort of for 60 bucks. There's, I don't know. It frustrates me. Coach and I were talking about this the other day too. Is it at least with some of the Wii U games, like Mario 3d world, which just came out has like a whole new five hour, like side thing added onto it. That wasn't on the Wii U, but they made no indication that they're going to add anything whatsoever to, to skyward sword on switch. So I agree. I mean, I think, Obviously, I'm a sucker, and I love Zelda, so I'm still going to buy it. So I'm part of the problem. But um, it is, it's a little frustrating, especially when you compare this to like the PS5 and Series X right now, where you know, games like Division and um, Jedi Fallen Order and you know, all those games are getting free upgrades, like pretty major free upgrades. Yeah. And here we have a game that's nine, ten, eight, nine years old. It came out in that, 11. Yeah, ten years old. Yeah, okay, years ten, old. Year, ten years old. That is sixty dollars. I think it was the last the same game. Upgrade. I remember yeah. correctly. Yeah, it was. One thing so. that I thought was really interesting about this trailer was that they know. I think they know they messed up. 
because they opened with such like a big salvo with Breath of the Wild, which is a game I don't care for, but like I can at least understand and appreciate like what it did for games. But they came up and they were just like, yeah, so there's a stamina bar here, kind of like in Breath of the Wild. There, this is like where the paraglider idea came from because you know you're in a right. sky skybound city and you're jumping down to the earth below, and so they did a whole bunch of sort of like padding just to like make sure like no like this is a very very different zelda game but it is in fact a zelda game and in fact this is where we got a whole bunch of ideas in the zelda game that you do really like so i think by doing that they acknowledge like this is not the zelda game anyone wants but hear me out there's some similarities between this one and the one everyone cares this is this is where i think nintendo screws up man I, i think i really think nintendo screws this up because they just don't let their franchises have a break I don't. I don't think it was time for a, a Zelda game before Breath of the Wild two. Let Breath of the Wild two build anticipation. Let let it stew. I was just talking. I think it was to my girlfriend about this the other day about Pokemon. Like, man, you gotta stop releasing Pokemon games so often. Let let it sit. Let the franchise sit and stew for a few years while you put some real work, some real effort into the designs, into the world, um, into like the story, and you know. I think like, like like when Sword and Shield came out, there was a lot of controversy around that game. But you know, between like yeah. the graphics and the cut Pokemon, which had really never happened before since the third generation. Um so there was there was a lot of controversy. And I just keep seeing this recurring problem where Nintendo continuously is just like, oh, you kind of like this thing. Here's like eight thousand versions of it and like, stuffing it down your throat it's like oh i can't fit anymore you know let's let's take a break from zelda let breath of the wild 2 come out and then we'll play it and, and you know probably you guys will enjoy it not me and george but you guys will mm. and um and then they can work on the next Zelda. why do we why does skyward sword like need an hd nintendo's not hurting for money you know they're doing great so like it seems like a very harsh cash grab and i'm i'm not there for it and if for that reason i'm out <laughs> uh this, yeah. this sorry this ties into a comment from alden townsend thank you for writing in alden that was uh that was Seth's take i think austin's about to give us his take well i'm i mean on one hand i'm excited for it but at the same time like this is a game, and I might be completely mistaken, but you could definitely buy this game for like 15, 20 bucks, like in the last few years. I don't know if it's gone up and it might have. Um, but my my biggest problem is I feel like I'm excited for it, but because it's the most recent Zelda game aside from Breath of the Wild, like even though we just got these on Wii U, I kind of would have preferred to have just gotten Wind Waker and, and Twilight Princess ported to Switch. Um just because those are older and, and harder to go back and play. And, um, you know, Wind Waker, the HD, HD version on, on Wii U looks phenomenal. And so I, w- I was really hoping for that for Switch. And I think those will still come. Um, but either way, I mean, I'm still excited for Skyward Sword. But I do agree with Seth. I think unless they add something of note... Um, this is another situation kind of like Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze where it's like, okay, did you guys really need to charge $60 for this game that, you know, is, is kind of a cheap, like, all right, here it is, I guess. 
<laughs> it doesn't really doesn't really seem like they did much work on it aside from the controls, which I will say it, I, I had a feeling they were going to do that with the stick um, using the right stick to slash your sword. But I mean, I, I don't feel like that's a hard thing to to really develop. So that's fair. Coach, your take. Um, I feel like I pretty much feel the same. It's just what are you going to add to it? Yeah. Is it just going to be like almost a straight port? Where you fix the the or you adapt the controls to fit the switch, or is it going to be an actual remaster? You say HD, are you just you know making it 1080p, or are you going to actually go in and fix the or clean out the textures? Mm-hmm. You know, so I can see if they clean out the textures and it make it at least a a, a remaster in the vein of um, Twilight Princess then okay, I could see that. But $60 for a Wii game, 10-year-old game, and not a lot of upscale is... That's a hard pill to swallow. Well, especially because like we just got a three-game collection with Mario. And this is another thing that Alden asked about. Uh, interested in hearing your takes on Skyward Sword and the lack of any info on Zelda 35 or Breath of the Wild despite them breaking out Onuma, I'm okay not hearing any more about Breath of the Wild. Like, games yeah. are games have been affected by COVID. I think that's completely understandable. But Nintendo does this thing where they just don't shell out, really, for anniversaries, and it's really frustrating. Yeah. I remember the 25th anniversary of Super Mario, and it was literally just Super All-Stars yep. on a disc. Like, that was all they did. And, like, I think it came with a soundtrack, maybe. It did. But that, but that was it. And it's yeah. just like, huh. Really thought you guys would have put a little bit more TLC into this, and they just didn't. They always drop the ball of anniversaries. This isn't new. And the, the year Mar- of Luigi. That was more exciting because that was at least like a new thing, <laughs> right? Well, and this isn't really following this topic, so I apologize. Maybe it is a little bit, but to talk about the the Super Mario uh, 3D All Stars on Switch, I am now realizing that Mario Galaxy is on that collection with two other games for $60, also a Wii game. Yeah. Yeah. Yet simultaneously, you have a Wii game, Skyward Sword, selling alone for $60. So that's like a very stark contrast to think about. That on one hand, you had this collection of games, including a Wii game, for 60 bucks, and then you have a single one for the same price. It's, it's a little jarring. And I guarantee you, it's going to be like Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, where 10 years from now, it'll still be $60. Yes. Yep. Yeah, so. that's totally fair. I would have loved Wind Waker HD and Twilight Princess HD. I think that for sixty dollars, I could at least justify that. Like if those yeah, are the I only two this summer, though. If those are the only two games, like that would be fine. Right. No, the I coolest. The coolest thing for me, those Joy Cons. Big fan, and I have them pre-ordered. But who did someone in the group chat send like the GIF about like? Because when Skyward Sword originally released, it, it came with like a golden Wii gold. remote. And like that was $49.99, $59.99 for a full Wii remote, which had a $39 retail, and the game, yeah. which had a $49 retail. And it's just like, oh man, that was just $10 more than the original game. That's neat. Oh, now they're re releasing the game and like a new set of Joy Cons. Oh, it's $60 for the game and $80 for the Joy Con. Oh, <laughs> that's fantastic. Fan flipping tastic. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> A little greedy. A little yeah. greedy. Yeah. A little greedy. So, Alden, those are our thoughts. Uh, 
I understand Nintendo's in like a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation where they didn't do a whole lot for the Mario collection last year, but now they're doing more to like restore the games or like do more to make the game HDified than they did for the Mario games. But now like they're being raked over the coals again just because there's only one game in the collection. I don't think this is a good yeah. anniversary. There's got to be more. I hope there's more. I'm really hoping we get like a E3-centric Switch or sorry, Nintendo Direct. Just because if, if this is all they got for Zelda this year, I'm not feeling the love. Well, this wasn't supposed to be meant for anniversary. This is just something to tide us over until Breath of the Wild next year, if it comes out next year. Sure, but also it's the 10th anniversary of this game. It's the 35th anniversary of Zelda. So I think anything that happens this year is meaningful for, or I, I guess could be applied to Zelda's anniversary, you know? And so it's just, oh man, I right. wish, they, wish they put just a little bit more thought into it. That brings us to the final announcement from the Nintendo Direct, Splatoon 3. What a weird trailer this was. I'm excited. Splatoon 2 came to Switch, and it just really felt like Splatoon 1.5. Like, it didn't really feel like that much of a sequel. This looks like an actual campaign story mode where you you wake up in the desert of Paris, it looks like, because the Eiffel Tower is (laughs) upside down. I, I listened to a podcast that talked about just the crazy lore of splatoon and i had no idea i thought it was just some like weird opposite world but no it's not it's just like a post-apocalyptic hellscape where the the squid people have won and that game just looks just dreamcast as hell and i'm so into it uh i'm excited for splatoon 3 i didn't see this coming at all i i this was like the one where i just wouldn't have ever made this prediction and i wouldn't have expected it and i didn't expect it um because if I'm not mistaken, the same guy that does work on Animal Crossing, the producer, whoever it is, also does Splatoon. So my mindset was, okay, Animal Crossing just came out. Like, if we get another Splatoon, it's going to be years. So I was shocked to see this. And I guess it is going to be years because it's going to be next year. <laughs> but um, I love Splatoon. I bought both those games the day they came out and played the crap out of both of them. So I'm super excited for this one. and. Um, go and if you have time go and look at some screenshots of this trailer compared to like splatoon one and two there's like a pretty major like graphical boost and i didn't see it at first um the lighting and shadows and stuff look like drastically improved yeah i listened to podcast uh a couple podcasts talking about that and i wonder if it is just like bullshot type stuff or like is this a hint at like new nintendo hardware or some kind of like expansion for the switch just because right. it it does look like a little bit more powerful than what you'd expect the Switch to be able to do this far into its life cycle. Yep. Coach, you it care looks about amazing. Oh, oh heck yeah! Oh, hell oh hell I yeah. love it. We would uh, set up um, where we would play when we were out in Saudi Arabia. A lot of people brought their Switches, so we would play Splatoon out there. So it's exciting. I wasn't even expecting it. Like I was thinking that it was going to be on the next whenever their next console is right two or three years or whatever. But, um, so yeah, it looked really cool. I was thinking Mad Max, you know, dirt, you know, just, it looked like it was in the desert. So it was a whole different atmosphere, which I like. And you got a little fish, fish buddy. I'm super excited for that game. Just because it felt like in Splatoon two, like all the single player stuff that just kind of felt more like obstacle coursey, like not really a campaign. I do want to just play in the world of Splatoon. 
And that's sort of been like a common theme, I guess, for me in the past couple of years is like, I don't know if I'm interested in saving video game worlds as much as I am just sort of exploring them or like living in them. Mm-hmm. And so that's why like part of me is excited for like the Star Wars Hunters game, just because I'm like, oh, well, like, oh, I don't have to fight the Empire. I don't have to sa- destroy the Sith or save the Jedi. Like, I just get to mess around with weird armor and weapons from the Star Wars universe. Like, all right, like, I mean, I'll try anything once especially if it's like a free game and so splatoon just giving you the opportunity to mess around in the world of splatoon is i i think really exciting and i bet you they up the ante on the um on the campaign i i'm sure they do based on that trailer yep that's what i got to like okay this the campaign should be for real like i mean the first one was good but it's you're just in the maps you know doing what you got to do but um I do need to go back. I have the DLC for the second campaign of uh, Splatoon 2. I just haven't played it yet. So, you know, I could go back and replay the first and then uh, replay the DLC. Very cool. Quick question for you guys. When does Mass Effect come out? May. May. Yeah. All right. Seth, are you going to play it? Why not? It took Miranda's out of the game did they out of one shot there's multiple shots and you know what i don't i'm not here for it, austin i know it's subscribed to this bs i'm gonna Bro, i was excited to play with you man like i haven't jumped Wait, in that i've never played this series before it's not multiplayer oh i guess they're are they no, not to i mean like not to play with you but at least while you're playing it while i'm playing it you know how Good friends are. Listen, here's the reality of the situation, Coach. All right, uh, I'll probably get it on PC, and then I'll just mod Miranda's into the game. I was gonna say, okay. yeah. Uh, Coach, <laughs> I don't care the, about it'll a woman's be the, ass. it'll be the first. It'll be the first <laughs> mod. It'll be the first mod that anyone puts on the Nexus forms. Miranda does not deter me from playing this game, so I'll play that Isn't game. Isn't it you, Coach. still in there? They just kind of lifted the the screenshot. It's the up principle of it, Coach. It's the principle. I don't support this communist. Chinese nonsense in my games. All right. Dude, it wasn't like a nice, it was just a big, like, what do you want, man? Like, it just looked she like was she was genetically modified to be the best looking woman in the, in the galaxy at that point. Don't tell me about like what it should have been, George. All right. It was just, it was yeah, just what the developers wanted. And they wanted you to know that it was an immersive experience and they took it away for snowflakes that I cannot stand. I'm it sick was, of it. She has a giant. Giant forehead. That's a though. problem. You know so what? She does have a giant forehead. If, if but you, you want, we don't. If you want, you can go to Walmart and take a picture of two beach balls next to each other because that was basically all they did for Miranda's. Like, if that sure. really makes you feel better, sure. Put all it right. latex. So Bioware <laughs> Maybe <it> will. <laughs> Bioware developed Mass Effect, right? It was their yeah. last good yeah. game. EA owns Bioware, right? Yeah, yeah sure does. They're going to shut them down soon. And then. So, so EA is the one that probably came in and said, change it up. So they bent at the knee. Nah, it's probably Bioware. No, I don't think so. It's probably Bioware. Bioware is pretty, pretty annoying these days. I mean, like they, they, I don't even want to get into it. It's too late in the podcast. If you want to play their best work, it's Sonic Chronicles, the Dark Brotherhood on the uh, DS. Their best works, uh, Anthem. And then their best work after that is Dragon Age Inquisition, where they completely ruined all the the, <laughs> the, the whole character. And, and then, then Mass Effect Andromeda. Yeah, 
Uh, Mass Effect Andromeda actually is probably their next best work. Yeah, you're right. right, right, right. And then Mad Dragon Age Inquisition, where all the side characters were terrible. So because they, yeah, I don't want to get into it. I'm not getting into it. I hate everything about this because I actually enjoyed all those games that you guys. Yeah, well, you know what? Doesn't surprise me, George. Yes, that's why I'm hosting, and you're not this week. All right, I think that about wraps us up here at Frameskip. Happy episode 38, 46. There we go. My bad. Oopie. I got there eventually. How have we uh, not been doing this show for a year yet? Yeah. Uh, Elijah. When did we start? Uh, what month did we start? Was it like March or April? Yeah, soon? March. I think it was March. Okay. Yeah, that was... Yeah. Yeah, I saw you guys tweeting about it. I started listening to it because I remembered R and M. I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm at a podcast." I'm sorry, I'm only sorry li- you remembered. I've, I only listened to <laughs> six, great. six basketball podcasts a week. Like, I, I got some space on my my podcast plate for some more. Yeah, or like maybe you're like, oh, "God, I hope I have time to listen to Frame Skip." And we're like, "Can you be on every week?" <laughs> <laughs> I still hate the name R and M. By the way, <laughs> who's the one who who made Seven it? Seven years later, I don't remember. The I, same I, person that invented M and M's. I hate I hated that name from the beginning. I we put a little joke. ampersand in the center, and I was like, "I remember being really pissed because I'm like, I kind of want to do a video game podcast, but I don't want to just talk about modern games. I, I wish I could talk about retro games." And then I retro saw like, and, and I saw your podcast. I was like, "Oh, you sons of that was supposed to be mine." But then we didn't ever talk it, about it, retro games once on that podcast. And we ever. all stopped playing retro games. Yeah. Well, we did because I remember Seth was playing Chrono Trigger and he was trying to get Elijah to play it. And Elijah's like, no, this game sucks. Yeah. Remember that? No. Yeah. Somebody what? else called somebody to play Knights of the Old Republic as well. We had a game of the month club. Through. Yeah. And then Elijah did his thing. When we were talking about the Chrono Trigger, where he's like, "Yeah, it's not for me, man." I was like, "Okay," and he's like, "Yeah, well, you know the uh, like," and he's like, he kept going down like the, like 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 problems, and I'm like, "Okay, you know, like okay." He was, and then he's like, "Be angry!" <laughs> 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 like, like we got in a big argument over it. I was just like, this was like it wasn't even on the podcast; it was in text. And he, he he just kept being like, "Well, the story sucks," and I'm like, "Fine, <laughs> God." <laughs> And then he's like, why are you being so mad at me? And I was like, what are you talking about, bro? I remember that very well. Oh, but Miranda's sets you off the deep end. It's the principle of it, George. All right. It's the principle. Speaking of which, speaking of Elijah, you can find Elijah at Loco Lizard Man. You can find Seth at Seth S. Taylor. You can find Austin at Austin J. Eller. And you can find Coach at Frameskip Pod. You can find me George at GD Loftus. Please don't, though, unless you're ready to talk about Marvel comic book events from the mid 2000s. Like House oh, of M. There's a lot to say. There's a lot uh, to say about mid 2000s. Oh my God, it's good stuff. Good stuff. Thank you so much for listening to episode 46 of Frameskip. We will be with you next week. Until then, take care, champions.